And welcome to episode 252, part one of Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. I'm your host, Sean. 252. 252. 252. Gas-free attempts, zero happenings. <laughs> you should have that little sign, the little whiteboard. <laughs> zero episodes being gas-free. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. Um, this here is Geeksters, and this is the podcast version of our live show that we do every Sunday night. Around 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on AquanetRadio.com, iTunes Radio, and TuneIn. So start talking about radio and those apps. Slipped into the shatter there for a second. <laughs> Didn't mean to. Um, yeah, so uh, in this part of the show, we catch up on everyone's week. Yeah. Ed gives his movie review on a movie, our Thursday night movie. We find out what's hitting Blu-ray and DVD, mm. as well as what's sitting pretty atop of the box office. We might say one of us has a prediction of what's number one. He will just have to find out who it was and if they were right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, whatever. Um, and then you talk about a game that you're looking to buy. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm circling a, I'm like circling a, a purchase. <laughs> so. <laughs> circling a toilet bowl. Yeah. No, I mean, I mean. The, uh, don't forget, before we go into the episode, if you do like the episode, or if you haven't already, go to our Facebook page, Geeksters, and give us a like. Follow us on Twitter, at Geeksters. There you have it. So uh, why don't you sit back and relax and enjoy the show, and we'll see you at the end. And welcome to Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. I am your host, Sean, and as always, is the lovely Stacy. Hi. <laughs> what was that? Well, because... I pride myself on paying attention to the way you guys bring the show in and close the show out. Yeah. So I know that he's going to do the intro, but you're going to talk first. All right. And you're going to say, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Ed. And he's going to go, and I'm your host, Sean. So as y'all were saying it, I was mouthing what y'all were saying back to back. I didn't expect for him to introduce me so quickly, though, because he never does. <laughs> so I'm like in mid, and I'm your host, Sean. And then he's like, oh, yeah, here's Stacy too. (laughs) (laughs) Excuse me for acknowledging your presence in the room sooner than later. I know. It just threw me off, which is why I was, like, looking off in the distance. Because I felt like y'all caught me mocking (laughs) y'all. Like, when you catch a dog doing something and they, like, turn their head. Like, what? I didn't do that. No. That's how it was for me. You're welcome. All right. (laughs) She's thinking about your cheesy cotita crunch. That's why you were off looking off in the distance going... No, I ate it already. It's fine. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> well, hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. <laughs> so, Ed, anything exciting happen this week? Uh, well, we saw a Thursday Night Movie. Um, You're just starting writing with that one? Yeah, well, I, guess, I mean, that's pretty much that, that. And then the fact that I had car problems on Friday and Saturday, which was... Never a good thing to have, especially when you're on a highway. You know, that's the, the most scariest moment uh, of your lives because you tend to realize how many people are actually texting on the road versus, you know, actually driving a car, which they should be doing. <laughs> that's true. I don't, I don't get the concept. I don't understand it. And it's just scary because you're like, don't hit me. Don't hit me. Don't hit me. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. I got to – you mentioned something in the car, and I, I thought about it. But I needed to ask because I was a little confused. Yeah. Okay, you were having uh, battery issues. Yes. So the car kind of died. You had your four-way flashers on, but you said that because of the electrical system in the car, yeah, you couldn't get out or right. roll the window down. Yeah. Doesn't your car have little knobs that you can grab and pull up? I tried that. 
Oh, yeah. yeah no, 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 trust me. That was. Because I'm sitting here going, you, you didn't just lift a little latch? I was like, <laughs> that, that was. The first thing you do is, of course, you hit the, the button, you know, to unlock all the doors. Sure. And it doesn't do anything. And you're like, crap. And you're like, well, I know there's a knob right here. I'll just pull that knob. Right. And actually, the first thing you, for my car is if you're inside, you can actually hit the, the door the knob to un- unlock it that right, way. Like so mine, that was, mine does that, too. So I do number two, and I'm like, that didn't work. I'm like, I'm like I don't know. I have that lock knob, so I'll just pull that lock knob and get unlocked. And I'm like, nope, it didn't work. It really? was like, yeah, it was just like, I'm like, eh, that pulling at like, it. And... That seems like a lawsuit waiting to happen. <laughs> sure. I'm just saying because, I mean, there you are on the highway on a hot day. Car broke down. Your window's up. Yeah, because it was running the area. Right, you can't unlock a, a door. Now, granted, a person's like, "We broke the fucking window." I get it, but you—that's the last thing you want to do, right? Because you know, it's like, yeah, I'm going to put more damage to my car and spend right. more money. Yeah, it's the. <laughs> I mean, so that's why I was curious. I was like, but if you can't like grab the little knob thing, now I know they made them small and rounded off, so that way you know, without stop from the coat yeah. hanger thing, right? Which I've done in, in the past, you know. When I lock my keys in the car, I mean, not yeah. my car, but my old, old, old car. Right, you know? right. But I was like, you should be able to kind of grab that knob thing, that little nipple thing, and just boom, yeah. <laughs> you know, pop it open. Yeah. Pop it open. But if you can't, that seems like a, a major design flaw in a car. <laughs> it sure is. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I see we got a class action lawsuit going on. I, I, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sue for two thousand three Saturn View. <laughs> it's not about that because maybe they never noticed the flaw. All those cars have to be recalled. Maybe they're still doing the same practices as a new car. Ed, you could be a hero. <laughs> Ed doesn't give a fuck about being a hero. He like people. <laughs> I was just saying. Okay, Ed, do it for the money. <laughs> Is that better? <laughs> yeah, I'll get 60 cents. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, so, yeah, we, we I came over Thursday. Yeah. And we watched a movie that you've never seen before, but I saw in the theater. Yeah, I didn't know you saw it in the theater. I thought we were... Waiting for the actual seeing it on DVD, you know, or Blu-ray to see it. And I was yeah. just kind of surprised. Which is weird because you sit next to me every sa- Sunday and... I don't remember. We, we gave it a I, I, don't, I don't remember. I've had I've had conversations with people, and they t- talked about what we've talked about in the show. And I'm like, I don't remember talking about that at all. Like, and I'm like, you know, like what, what 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 night was that? You know. Like, okay, so why don't you tell the folks at home what you were what we watched? Uh, we watched Ghost in the Shell. I guess it was we the did. live action version of it. And I have to say, it was the most beautiful movie I've seen in a long time. And that's even without Scarlett Johansson. But I'm pumped. Okay, well, when you saw Stacey and I saw in the theaters, mm-hmm. I think you liked it. If I, I mean, yeah, it was okay. All right, you, she's not a sci fi nerdy anime girl, so. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. So, I mean, I've seen the, the animated movie. The first one, mm-hmm. and uh, I enjoyed it. I agree with you. Very visually stunning, and again, you know, just special effects wise. Yes. <laughs> um, so Scarlett had Scarlett Johansson didn't hurt either. It didn't hurt <laughs> not much, no. Huh? So I, so I gave my review, and I was like, okay, it's great. I I enjoyed it. I knew that there was a lot of like controversy with her being cast, right? Um, but when we talked about it on the show, so Ed, why don't you give your review on the movie? Well, I'm going to start off with actually the whole whitewashing concept of why they like a lot of people are saying ban this movie, don't go see it. You know, it should be for uh, you know an Asian audience and should be Asian actors playing these roles. And they actually had a lot of people interviewed in Japan that were they asked about it, like, what do you think? They loved it. 
They right. they thought it was great. Scarlett Chance was the perfect choice because she the character in the movie in the anime movie is a white girl. Right. You know, so it's not like you're you're giving away like an Asian job to Scarlett Johansson. That's right. Like, it's that's what it's supposed to be. So they all are like, I don't understand what the other countries are up, up in arms about. Like they're just confused by the whole thing. And I'm like, well, it's the social justice warriors trying to yep. <laughs> put, their, put their two cents in. And it's like, nope, hey, not this time. You're too stupid to be offended. So we'll do it for you. Yeah. Because, you know, we know what's right kind of thing. Exactly. All right. Exactly. Gotcha. Um, there was a lot of beats that they took from the animated movie, which, you know, you, you won in that movie, you know, if you, if you already know there's a movie out there, like especially an animated movie and you want to see it in real life and you go, how are they going to do half these, uh, bizarre, not bizarre, but these so, uh, uh, artistic ways of computers. It's like, how, how are they going to right. pull this off? And they do it beautifully. I mean, there's one scene where. It's 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 a throwaway scene. Like like people would go like they they didn't even see it. Like they might it was a blur to them. But there was a woman driving. She's the one who's created the whole program of the Ghost in the Shell. And next to her is her assistant. Her assistant's now on a computer, a virtual computer, in the backseat of the car, where fingers are opened up, and there's all these multiple tentacles coming out, typing on a virtual keyboard, doing this fast speed coding kind of job kind of thing and they do this in the anime and it, and it looks great there and they do it in live action it's only like maybe like what a three second scene yeah. five second scene because there's a car crash happened right after that but it, like they did it it was like like that to me was like like they put so much money and effort into this little scene that they you know right. they, they you gave that, that beat. whoever designed the, game, the movie really cared about the product the process yes yes exactly the whole story and everything the, all the all the characters and everything that was developed of it and i mean it's just like a lot of stuff that that uh, what I thought was great was the fact is it was good for a movie or if you're not like a Ghost in the Shell fan of the animated series or the movies, watch this movies because it, they kind of I don't want to say dumb it down, but they get they explain it to you. They don't right. they 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 kind of hand to you go here's why you know they they right. give you uh, uh, different lines that they'll say like a kind of like a throwaway line, but they'll still explain it and you go oh okay. You watch the animated movie; they just speed feed, speed uh, feed you a little bit at a time, right. and you got to really pay attention to every moment until you get to the end. You go, "Oh, like now it all makes sense." Right. Like now this for this scene, then you you go back and this scene it makes all sense and it, it's put together beautifully. But you have to pay attention to the whole thing. Where this movie, if you kind of zone out for a moment because of all the beautiful artwork that's going on around it, because they will do a lot of panning of the of the city. And it's kind of like, um, you know, a newer version of um, Blade Runner. Right, how, the city, yeah. How those ads were put on the buildings and stuff, and these are huge billboards, but they're 3D modeling of, of whatever product they're trying to sell. And it's it's just so beautiful. I mean, like I, I said, I, I think I said that that's the only negative criticism I could give about this movie is that they use that too much. Like, they, <laughs> they kept panning through the city too many times. But you go, they probably spent a fortune on that. And you go, how much was it? Yeah, we're going to use that again. <laughs> we're going to speed through the city one more time because, you know, we want to get our money's worth. <laughs> um, okay, so outside of that, I mean, outside of the visual story, so you give it a thumbs up. Thumbs I was a way thumbs up All on right. this, two thumbs up because it was, it was beautiful. I could watch it again and again, and it's just. So could I. You know. <laughs> <laughs> for different reasons <laughs> um there was a moment i didn't tell stacy about that i i had ed on, almost on the floor <laughs> in tears there there's a moment in the movie where um all the, the section section nine is, the, is like it's a police of, of force right, for them 
Right. They get burned. So meaning that they are now on a hit list. Yes. And the first person that they cut to is the leader, mm-hmm. the old Asian guy. And there's a moment where they come and they start shooting at his car. He already knows that they're burned. He tells everybody, burn, and all of a sudden, gunfire. Yeah. You're like, all right, all right. And all of a sudden, he, spoiler, he pops up and starts shooting people. Right? <laughs> yes. Well, I took that moment. I don't know. Have you ever seen Team America? No, yeah, probably not. <laughs> it's For those people who have seen Team America, it's Matt and Trey um, from creators of South Park created this movie where the United States polices the world, but it's all in marionette puppets. Mm-hmm. And Kim Jong-un, who was alive at the time, was the bad guy. Yes. And uh, Trey uses his, 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 the Asian voice. Hello. <laughs> right. I'm so lonely. <laughs> right. So <laughs> when this Asian guy. I'm laughing because I already, <laughs> already visualized in my head. I can't, I can't stop laughing because I actually tell, told my wife the next day that the, what you did to me. And she laughed too. Cause she, she's seen both. Well, she didn't see gun because the show yet, but. She, she knew seen, exactly because when he pops up and starts shooting, I just go "hello," because <laughs> <laughs> there's a scene in that movie where he Kim Jong Un puts his face in the camera, and goes "hello," <laughs> and 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 just just nod her head like you guys are idiots. <laughs> if I seen it, I might find it funny. He could not stop laughing. <laughs> it was hilarious <laughs> because. Because the guy, like you, you kind of, you kind of wonder because he, it's you know, it's it's like the Europeans, they like, they sit on the right hand side. So he gets in his car. He tells the team to put the internal, like uh, they have on the back of their necks, they have a communication system through the internet that they could talk without speaking. Right. And it's through your mind. Right. So basically, he's like, go to internal communications. We've been burned. And he puts the briefcase on the side next to the door. So you go, why would he do that? Like the the, dry, the passenger seat's on the left side. Why right. would he have it there? Well, the next thing you see is bam, 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 bam. And then you see the, the reverse angle of the car and the guy's shooting at the car. And he just pops out and starts shooting people. And he goes, hello. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like dying. <laughs> you know, it's just like the, the, the bad dub. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny because he just pops out to start shooting people, and he goes, "Hello!" <laughs> right now, I just look, look on YouTube, see if someone did it. But I, I know they didn't. Right now, any fans out there, you have a mission. Now, I, we need, and you need an email of that audio dub. When he comes out of the car, we need that audio going, hello. <laughs> <laughs> it was so perfect. I was like laughing. <laughs> Sometimes it's the beauty of seeing the movie first. <laughs> yes. But speaking of movies, we did not go to the theaters this weekend. Oh. Yeah, there was. I don't think there was really anything out that I was... I tend to agree with you. I'm looking at the top five, and uh, what's there on the list is... Whoo. Can I try to call number one? Okay. Not to predict predict it. All right. Sure. I think it's going to be that Annabelle movie. Okay. Let's find out. Let's okay. find out, Stacy. All right. But we have to start with number five. Number five was the number three movie of last week, the Emoji movie. It made six point six million over the weekend, and sixty three point five overall in the three weeks release with a fifty million dollar budget. It's so, hanging in there. There you go. Emoji two is coming out pretty soon. <laughs> Number four was the number one movie of last week, The Dark Tower. It made seven point eight oh. seven million over the weekend. And 35.3 overall in the two weeks release with a $60 million budget. 
All yeah, right. I heard a lot of bad criticism uh, for Dark Tower. Well, like I said, we saw we we did our review last week, mm-hmm. and never having read the novels, I have nothing to compare it to. Right. People who have read the novels are slamming the movie because mm-hmm. it's got like it's got very little to almost nothing to do with the actual story of the seven books. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> I mean. It's not the first time that, like I said last week, that a Stephen King novel has been butchered for the big screen. Yes. The Shining, as great as that is, ain't nothing like the book. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Firestarter, I don't believe, is it's Firestarter, Christine. Any novel that he has sold the rights to, he become a producer movie for, never, very, it's, it's probably a longer, a shorter list to list off the ones that are pretty accurate. Yes. Like uh, probably the Green Mile. Shawshank Redemption, mm. The Mist, mm-hmm. Misery, even though it was really close to the Now, it's a book I did read and saw the movie, and I love both, but book was way more brutal. Mm. Like, in the, in the movie, she uses a sledgehammer. In the book, she uses an axe. Yeah. So it's a lot more bloody and a lot more gory, and it's like, all right, I'll allow the, the sledgehammer because yeah. the point gets crossed, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Still gonna get fucked up yeah, either way. He, he's hobbling either way. Like, <laughs> so I mean, so having never read the Dark Tower series, mm. I can't say whether or not it was faithful because clearly it wasn't by the uproar. Mm. Um, a lot of people didn't like the casting of Idris Alba because the gunslingers described in the book as a white guy, mm-hmm. more specifically a young Clint Eastwood esque type guy. Right. All right. I didn't again going to keep saying this. Never read the books. I was fine. I like Idris. Idris is great. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm going to say it now. Idris could say could play JFK and I'd be okay with it. <laughs> that might be a, that might be a tough sell. <laughs> that might be a huge tough sell. I'm, just, I'm like saying it would be a tough sell, but you sold one Spe- <laughs> Especially the ending of JFK. I mean, <laughs> why they shoot him in the back of the head. <laughs> I don't yeah. think that's a good idea. No, in my version, he just doesn't know. No, my, in my version, he's arrived. <laughs> he, he walks it off. <laughs> that's not JFK, then. Sorry. Sorry. That's yeah. not how it happened. Sorry. All right. Uh, so, I mean, but I thought everything else, like, I enjoyed the movie. I thought it was pretty good. Like, if if I didn't know the history of the books being, for being told, I would have been like, hey, I thought it was great. You know? Mm-hmm. So, so it's number, it dropped down to number four. Number four, yep. Uh, yeah. The number three was a new release. It's the Nutty Job Two, Nutty by Nature. It made eight point nine million over the weekend, and that's just a total gross. And I have no budget for that, so uh, it's animated. So I'll probably say uh, at least eighty million. Yeah, seventy-five, eighty. Yeah. All right. Uh, number two was the number two movie of last week, Dunkirk. It made eleven point four million over the weekend and one hundred fifty-three point seven overall in the four weeks release with a hundred million dollar budget. All right. All right. So then what would be number, number one? one? She is correct. It's Annabelle creation. It made $35 million <laughs> over the weekend. And that's it's with the total gross. And the budget is only $15 million. So it's made its money back and more. It's over doubled its uh, budget. All right. I mean, I, I, I liked it better. when It was called Chucky. Yeah. Uh, it was yeah, called Child's Play. Yeah. You know, it was like, Hey, look, an evil doll. 
Oh, yeah, I think I've seen that. <laughs> oh, wow, no, but it's a girl doll. Oh, okay, it makes it completely different. I just, I, I do have to comment the fact that it's it's a very low weekend in terms of, of money review, you know, money box office yeah. uh, tickets to to be sold in this country because this it's just amazing. Like, $35 million was the top number one movie. Right. And you go, wow, we, you know, we've seen, like, $100 million, you know. And, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's the summer. It's August. Most people are away on vacation. vacation yeah. Um, next week, though, I, I, I'm my prediction: the Hitman's Bodyguard. Oh, I, I obviously, yeah, so. and that's what we're seeing next weekend. So uh, tune in next week for Stacy and Sean's review on the Hitman's Bodyguard. All right, and I will always love you. <laughs> what the hell was that? You never seen the trailer? No, I've, oh, I've the, seen the trailer, but I don't remember that in the trailer. You don't remember what do you call it? The Whitney Houston song over the background of all these explosions and. And then there's a big, big shootout, and there's Ryan Reynolds. I, I hope they kill him. I really do. Like, because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, Whitney Houston was in the bodyguard, but not right. the hitman's bodyguard. That's the joke. It's it's still the bodyguard. It's Ryan Reynolds is bodyguarding Samuel Jackson. Jackson yes. So you know, I saw a review where it's it's pretty much a live action cartoon. <laughs> I'm like, all right, I'm in. Doesn't matter. Sure. You got <laughs> you got Samuel L. Jackson. Motherfucking the place left and right, and Ryan Reynolds just being Deadpool without the outfit. Right. Exactly. <laughs> all right, so uh That's it, really? That From- is that's the top five. You know, and like I said that thirty five million is not a great I don't think number one movie. I think that they think just because by default. Pretty yeah. Much. And the fact that it doubled its money, I, yeah, right. it's it's the whole you know you do know that it's part of the shared universe of the Conjuring, right? Did you know that? No. Yeah, apparently it's the Conjuring, the Conjuring Two, Annabelle, and this one are all in the same universe. Good for them. <laughs> all right. So then, uh, what's coming out this week on Blu-ray and DVD? Oh, good question. Uh, first one is Alien Covenant's coming out on Blu-ray and 4K. All right. All right. Uh, Prometheus is also coming out on Blu-ray and 4K this week. I guess they're just trying to. Yeah. You know, it's, it's kind of a sequel to that. Yeah. One, so sure. Why not? Right. All right. Uh, the Lincoln Lawyers getting the 4K uh, job as well. That is a great movie. Mm-hmm. I got to bring it over because every time I brought it over, you picked something else. So. Yes. It's uh, Matthew McConaughey playing a lawyer who works. Out Again. Of yeah. <laughs> hey, but, you know, and, but he works out of the back of a Lincoln. <laughs> play a lawyer already, and oh. I love that one too. So Seal keeps saying, my wife keeps saying that, but Matthew McConaughey would be a good uh, being a character actor of of uh, Abe Lincoln. She thought she, he, you know, really, yes, okay. Well, I mean, I don't he wasn't, see it, but I mean, uh, apparently Daniel J. Lewis already beat him to it, but yeah. uh, but he did do the Free State of Jones, yeah. So I mean, kind of pretty close, pretty yeah. It was during that same time, you know. <laughs> All right, what else you got? Uh, the Good, The Bad, The Ugly, the 50th anniversary special edition is coming out on Blu-ray this week. 50 years since The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. Oh, wow. I, I don't know. Is there, is there any new stuff attached to it, or you don't know? I don't know. I mean, uh, it, it, it gave a list of things. I just didn't really. <laughs> I didn't copy that. over right. the list. Here. I, will, I will take a look, because I'm curious. Okay, keep talking. Okay. <laughs> uh, Barton Fink is also a special Ray Blu-ray is coming out this week as well If anybody's not seen Barton Fink Go see it and go What the fuck was that about Because that's what I did when I saw it I, I never saw it I, just... uh, I saw it in the theater Alright uh, Ronin special edition is also coming out on Blu-ray as well Ronin? Ronin, yes oh, okay. All 
right. And Missing in Action Collector's Edition. Uh, collector's Blu-ray is coming out. That's what it says. Oh, okay. So there you go. Anything else? Shakes the Clown is coming yeah. out on Blu-ray. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. I know we were talking about that a couple weeks ago, and I was like, wow. It's like I knew. <laughs> Isn't it weird? It is weird. Did you find <laughs> it yet? Um, yeah, okay. Here it is, I think. Uh, it's got, oh, it's a 4K treatment, a 4K transfer of the original theatrical trailer, uh-huh. right, original theatrical cut, available for the first time in HD, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the 4K version, I guess, or mm-hmm. maybe not. I don't know. I'm looking. La, 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 la. Now it's a 4K. Yeah. Okay, maybe someone just typed it up wrong. Yeah. Um, deleted scenes. A GBU on the animated behind-the-scenes image gallery. Uh, Sergio Sergio Leone's Westerns, the original theatrical trailers. Um, two audio commentaries. A bunch of featurettes and vignettes. It looks like a lot of stuff, but I don't know if there's nothing that says new to Blu-ray. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, I already have it because I have the Man With No Name trilogy, which is uh, um, it's a fistful of dollars. For a few dollars more, and the good, the bad, and the ugly, right? So I was like, I had that, and then look in this little box set. So I'm like, ah, I don't need this one. <laughs> okay, this might you, this one you might need. The noose hangs high is coming out on DVD. It's a 1948 movie. Uh, Bud and Lou, uh, Bud Abbott and Lou Costello, nice western. Um, I don't know because I look because I actually had I was going through an Abbott Costello like kick for a while, mm-hmm. and I actually have a box set of all their movies from Universal Studios. Okay, well, so like, you might I'll, have it then. I might have it because <laughs> it starts all with because I, I have Buck Privates on uh, on Blu-ray. Um, I think I also have Abbott Costello meet Frankenstein, mm-hmm. which is like my all-time favorite comedy <laughs> of all time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the movie's older than I am, and I, like, she has a problem watching old movies as it is. I'm like, we might not. I might have to. She's going away soon, so I might have to just sit there. She's going to go away. <laughs> She's going back home to visit, so I might have to pop that in so I can go. All right, what else you got? Once Upon a Time in Venice is coming out. This was a direct-to-DVD movie. That I saw that had a lot of famous faces in it. And I yeah, one remember. of them being Bruce Willis. That's the one. Bruce Willis, John Goodman, Jason Momoa, oh, Thomas Bay. Thomas Middleditch, and Femke Jensen. Um, once upon a time, okay. Flag on the play. All right. All right. The tagline is, never mess with a man's dog. I'm, I'm going to see if there's is there a synopsis of that movie. Yes. Okay. Some, see, I'm, I'm going. So it's John Wick with Bruce Willis. <laughs> hey, they killed his when dog. When his beloved dog Buddy is taken by a gang of notorious criminals, Los Angeles PI oh. Steve Ford, who's Bruce Willis, faces one tough situation after another after he tries to get a to get his faithful canine back. In time, Ford finds himself doing the gang's bidding as he chased by a shark, a pair of ruthless Samoan brothers. And his shady characters, Jason Momoa, Cal Penn, and John Goodman, co-star in this action comedy. Right, okay. Now, I have another I have another editorial review from Amazon. Ready? Okay. Ready? Bruce Willis, quote-unquote die, die hard, is Venice Beach P.I. Steve Ford, 
a detective who's good with the ladies but bad with the punches and wild about his dog, Buddy. But when his beloved pet is stolen by local thugs, Steve makes a questionable alliance with their devious leader, Spider, played by Jason Momoa, Mm. (laughs) teaming up with his best friend, John Goodman from The Big Lebowski, Steve pulls out the big guns in search of Spider's stolen cocaine and and cash in order to set things straight and get Buddy back where he belongs. Thomas Middleditch from Silicon Valley, Famke Jensen, and Cal Penn, co-star in his bullet-ridden action comedy that shows just how far one man will go for his dog. Ooh. Does it make it sound like that Bruce Willis lost a bet? Like, I, I, I don't... It's got to be. It's got to be one of those things where he's got to fulfill a contract of some I, kind, and this, this movie came up, and he's like, "Fine, I'll do it." You know, just yeah, it almost like it'll be funny. You know, yeah, sure. good enough. All right, I, you know, I'm like, part of me kind of wants to see it though. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of figured. I, I mean, I'm not going out and buying it. No, no, no. no, no, no. Well, like when it hits Netflix, okay. like in like three months, <laughs> <laughs> or now. <laughs> All right, what else you got there? Uh, Sheena, Queen of the Jungle, the original movie and complete series is coming out on DVD box set. DVD box set. I like that. I like that. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Oh. Uh, Sheena was played by, uh, what's her face? Uh, Tanya Roberts. Yes. And the TV show was played by another famous blonde that was on Baywatch. Jana Lee Nolan. Jana Lee Nolan? Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Um, never saw a TV show. Right, I think I did see a TV show like once or twice because it was in the 90s. Yes. So every once in a while, I was like, oh, nothing on, nothing on. Oh, woman in a loincloth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> get my jerkin down. Get some dishes. Jerkin. I'm old school. <laughs> <laughs> Another Saturday night save. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, after this, I'll take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> Descendants 2 is coming out on DVD this week. Yes. <laughs> I gotta be honest, not as good as the first one. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Why doesn't it matter? Because oh, oh, <laughs> there we go. Uh, ding, ding, ding. ding. <laughs> okay, so wait. What you're telling me is that because it wasn't as good as the first one, it's not that big of a deal. We don't need it, right? Don't you own a shit ton of movies that weren't as good as the previous ones, but you had to have it because it like completed the shit? I, I, I guess you're right. Check learn from notes. my learn from my mistakes. I read all three of those fucking books and watched the movies, and you think I'm not going to add the second one to my collection? <laughs> okay. Do you know how much time I spent learning about these fucking characters? <laughs> okay. We're buying it. <laughs> Yes, dear. <laughs> All right. All right. Fine. Fine. I was just throwing it out there. I didn't say I wasn't going to buy it. I agree with but you. I even agree with you. Gotta have it. There was one, I would say, one cute song in the entire entire movie. It was the Chillin' Like a Villain song. Chillin' Like a Villain. Uh-huh. All right. Well, I'm just saying. We're going to go into break here, that one. <laughs> All right. What else you got? Uh, speaking of Disney, Once Upon a Time, the complete sixth season is coming out on Blu-ray this Tuesday. Oh, joy. And then DC's Legends of Tomorrow, the complete second season is coming out on DVD. All right. All right. Uh, Blacklist, the Blacklist, season four is also coming out on Blu-ray. Okay. NCIS New Orleans, the third season is coming out on DVD. All right. 
Riverdale, the complete first season's coming out. I don't have to buy. I've seen it already. I know how it ends. <laughs> this one, I was. I didn't even know it existed. Uh, Jumanji, the complete animated series, is coming out this Tuesday. Oh, I didn't know that existed either. There you go. Well, there you have it. I learn something new every day. There you go. That, that's right. Geeksters, a place for learning and shit. <laughs> <laughs> And anything else? Yes, also Stan Lee's Lucky Man Season 1. You can only get this at Best Buy. So if you have a Best Buy near you and you like Stan Lee's work. What's that about? Just when Harry thought his gambling addiction under control, he's back on track. Or he was one back on track. His luck is about to change yet again when he comes across Isabella, a beautiful woman wearing a bracelet identical to his. Oh, Wonder Twin Power Jackson. Yeah. No, we have more. Oh. There we have uh, Digimon Adventure Try. Uh, Determination's coming out on Blu-ray this week. Okay. We also have, this one's for you. No, it's not for you, but it's, yeah, you know what? It could be for you because it's right up that kind of brony alley. The Powerpuff Girls, The Last uh, Donnycorn is coming out on DVD. I never heard of that, but I really like the Powerpuff Girls. I like the Powerpuff Girls too, but not in the brony way. It's a completely different kind of genre. <laughs> Hold on. Want to say that again there, babe? It goes, ding. That's like, <laughs> that's like the the song. Yes. <laughs> um, I just wish a camera was there because your head bobbing. I know. I'm saying we wish like, we could videotape this stuff sometimes. I love the Powerpuff Girls. Okay. <laughs> that is all I have for uh, TV and movies. Do you have any honorable mentions I like that? I do, Ed. All right. It's a TV show called Bull. Shit. <laughs> no, no, that that actually is a TV show, but it's really good. Uh, there's a TV show called Shit or Bullshit? Bullshit. Oh. It's with Penn and Teller. They would go in and say, hey, uh, vaccine, not vaccinating your child prevents autism. And they go and that's bullshit and they show you why. And they are like, hey, we got this like, oh, I'm kind of curious about that. Aren't they comedians? They're actually magicians oh. slash comedians. But they're, they're very known for kind of pulling the wool out of people's eyes, kind of go. If you see Penn and Teller, they kind of tell you the truth. Yeah, they do it through a magic trip, but they they give you a bit of history. They give you, you know, like actual facts, not just like they make shit up and it's like funny. They actually show you the realism of everything, and they kind of just show you in a magic way. But you tend to believe Penn and Teller because it's not like oh they're they're bullshitting. This is all fake. It's not not true, and it is. You know, you find out that a lot of things they do say is true. So you kind of tend to believe them. So when they had came up with that show, you just kind of. So when do they say bullshit? Well, the whole show is called bullshit. Okay, is it is it is it bull s? No, it, was asterisk, a, it used to be on Showtime, so it was actually called bullshit. Oh. But then after a while, it it turned to be Penn and Teller's BS. I, yeah, I know. But that's when they, I think when they were selling it on the, on the shelves. Oh. You know, because uh, I used to have. Them. To, that's how I used to watch them was by the DVD so when it came out. Oh. That's got nothing to do with the show <laughs> Bull that I was going to talk about. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> As my honorable mention, it stars Michael Weatherly. He was um, Donozo from NCIS, NCIS. Yes. One of my favorite characters, and he left the season after 13 years, and he started, he's now the star of this show, Bull, where he actually plays a guy who... A bailiff at the night court. <laughs> <laughs> Is that... <laughs> okay, get it out. Because I got questions. 
I would not want to watch that show. Okay, so how is your question? Gray haired guy. No, no, no. The gray haired guy. That's uh, Mark Harmon. Mark Harmon. He's oh. the boss. Right, right. Um, Michael Weatherly's character in Bull plays. Yeah, go Google him. Yep. Oh, I wish they gave you kind of a synopsis of the show. As best way I could put it is, he's a guy that people hire to help pick juries, mm-hmm. and through science and technology, he helps pick the perfect jury to get his client off. Right. You know, most of the time he play, he works for I think I think as a defense attorney. Mm-hmm. So not even he works for the defense. Mm-hmm. He's not his he's his own cat person. Right. He never goes into a court a courtroom because it's all that like um see I wish there was I wish people watched the show Leverage because there was an episode where there was a person who does this job and manipulates the outcome through the jury selection. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what his job is, and he'll find like there was like I think on the premiere episode there was like a it was a murder and uh, the murder was like a young person, and the, there was a person on the jury who didn't like him solely for the fact of her past was that her son left she never he never said goodbye so he goes out and finds the son kind of to reconnect mother and son again so that way she now has sympathy for the kid right because the kid is clearly innocent but. The way that the jury, I'm not really giving it the best kind of a plea there, but <laughs> it's a really good show. And I like Mike Weatherly, so I'm like, I, you know, it's, it's a good show. Okay. Go watch that one. <laughs> All right, what else you got? Uh, let's move on to video games. Let's move on. Oh, yep. She poked her head up. Did you see who you, I was talking about? I've seen his face, and I was like, oh, I kind of recognize that guy so intense that I'm MDB to see, like, what I was going to recognize him from. Right. I hope that it was going to be funny, and I don't recognize him from anything. So I don't know where I've seen him or why I've seen him, but I know his face. His face is everywhere on, on, on CBS. He's like the face of OCIS, and he was on a TV show called St. Elsewhere back in the 80s. Yeah, just seen. Yeah. <laughs> he had a couple of nice, a couple Nice chunk of role on uh, Moonlighting. So, all right. All right. Anyway, so, yes. All right, so video games. Yes, video uh, games. Sudden Strike 4 by Calypso Media for the PS4 and PC, and that's coming out on Tuesday. Right. <laughs> Sonic Mania Collector's Edition by Sega of America for the PS4, Xbox One, the Switch, and that's a Tuesday release. Uh, that explains it. All right, I have to work late Monday because my my <laughs> my place of employment is doing a nine o'clock release on on certain titles, and I'm pretty sure Sonic Mania is going to be one of them. There you go. All right, Troll and I by Maximum Games for the Switch, and that's a Tuesday okay. release. All right, Zero Escape Zero Time Dilemma by Axis Games Incorporated for the PS4. That's a Tuesday release. All right, City Skylines Only at GameStop by Deep Silver for the PS4, and that's a Tuesday release. All right. And Agents of Mayhem, Day One Edition by Steep Silver for the PS4 and Xbox One, and that's a Tuesday release. Yeah, that's the one I was on the fence about. Like, uh, It's by the makers of Saints Row. Mm-hmm. I like Saints Row's game series. There's a little, it's kind of like the overtop comic version of Grand Theft Auto. Right. I like it a lot. Uh, but this one just didn't seem to kind of appeal to me. Like, it's just nothing's jumping out. And, of course, like the big character of... The Saints Row series is this guy Johnny Gat, mm-hmm. 
So they actually, I guess, to entice people, like, hey, if you pre-order, you get Johnny Get unlocked as a character because it's, it's kind of an homage to the Saturday morning cartoon serials where you are part of a superhero group and mm-hmm. you and two other players, I guess you pick up, you make a party. It's like a, a single-player campaign, but you pick a party to help bring down, like, the the like their version of Hydra. Okay. Eh, like, <laughs> everything I saw, I'm like, I'm not really, like... Not, doesn't doesn't seem titillating to you. Yeah, there's nothing there for it. Nothing to get excited. About. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. I mean, it looked good, but it also looked like Saints Row Five because the Saints Row has got a, a distinct color palette, mm-hmm. yeah. and Ages of Mayhem has the exact same color palette. It was like, yeah, you, you didn't really kind of try anything new except this format, and they didn't do anything to kind of make it appealing. Because I'm looking at it, going, oh, it looks like Saints Row Five, like color scheme. Because Johnny Gat's part of the, you know, the Saints, you know, their colors are purple, so it's a, a lot of purple palette. And I'm like, eh. You know, you get to dress your character up however you want. I'm like, that just, nothing really was there. I just don't, I don't know. I could completely, my first impression of the game, having never had put my hands on it, is like, meh. After tomorrow, it could be like, oh my god, this game's great, because it's got a shit ton of reviews, and I'll still be like, meh. You know, <laughs> Oh, is that it? That is it. That's all. Is the list of video games? All right. Um, I do have. It's kind of a un, un I would say unorthodox. Okay. Review, not really a review of a release. I guess you might say. Okay. Came out this weekend. That's not going to show up on the average list because it's a digital only game. Oh. All right. Um, all right. I just got to get the article because Stacy couldn't send it to me. I was like, um, all right. It's, it's kinda, not Batman. <laughs> well, I she was I want to say she was at work Friday, uh, and I was you know when she's at work and I have to be in work later. My normal routine is I'm gonna play some Mass Effect, woohoo! Yeah. You know, so I you know I played my PS4 and I go on to the I like to every once in a while I'll go see what's on going on in the store, mm-hmm. like you know so I'll, I'll see if there's any new updates for any new downloadable content for stuff that I want to try, you know. Mm-hmm. And I came across a game that I honestly thought was going to be on disc, and it's not. It's uh, called, I'm going to completely... Uh, butcher the title? Butcher the title, because I'm, I'm, I'm playing it Ed Tense here. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome um, to my world. It's called Hellblade. Uh, Senua's... Something, uh, Senua's Sacrifice. Okay. Okay. Now, the game's actually out now. It's a digital download. And now, now? Now, now. <laughs> not, not, not then. Now, now. now. Um, it's only 30 bucks. Okay. Okay. And you figure, like, well, why am I bringing it to the show kind of thing? Because mm-hmm. it's, I've said I'm not a big fan of digital downloads. Yeah. Um, but this game, when I saw the trailers for it months and months and months ago, like I said, I thought it was going to be like a disc game. Because mm-hmm. it looks gorgeous. And I saw, like, how they, it's all motion captured video. It's set in a uh, Viking kind of theme. Your your lead character is a female, um, and it's set. She's a Viking of sorts, you mm-hmm. know, and she slowly goes into madness. And I'm like, well, okay. this looks actually looks pretty good. Uh, so I saw the trailers for it. What's wrong? I think I, I think we I think we've talked about this. I, we might have. Yeah, you know, I saw months ago. Yeah, probably like after like E3, going this game looks fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Well, it's out, and apparently. 
you know, I was looking at it. I was like, well, my $30 invested. It's a digital download. I don't know. Like something seems a little fishy. Mm-hmm. Not fishy, but not like bad fishy. Just like, what's the deal with the game? Right. Well, we were watching a, an article, and it is not a. It's like a mid-sized game. Not like we're not like. Uh, I'm curious to know what a mid-sized game ranges in because I don't remember. Like she kind of said, it feels like like the first Arkham Asylum game would be considered maybe a mid-sized. Game. Okay. You had a compared to the middle other, and yeah. compared to the other ones, there's not a lot of open world. Um, where you have an open world, you have more chances for more gameplay. Or like Witcher Three has like a hundred, maybe two hundred hours. Skyrim, same thing. Fallout. People want these big, vast open worlds, so the the medium sized games have kind of gotten lost by the wayside. Mm-hmm. And the company that designed it, um, Ninja Theory, did more of a Kickstarter program for it. Mm-hmm. And because they want to bring back the mid-sized game, but not at the AAA price. That's yeah. I mean, that's a, that would be my problem. I mean, like I like the the mid-range game. It's it's always fun to play because it's you you have a quest, you have a way to go, and then you do it. But it's like I'm paying sixty dollars for this, sixty five bucks for this. Right. Like, it gets expensive, and you're like, wow, it's like like it's great, but I don't want to pay that full price if I'm like I'd rather now get like you said like those other games. And because I'm getting my money's worth out of right, or, hours and hours on end, or a game like Overwatch where you can keep playing over and over and over again. There's no end because it never. It's all just team based stuff. Yeah. Um, another game that I had in my head for some reason and it slipped out of my head while we were talking. Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> gee, I wonder how that happened. <laughs> <laughs> so it's thirty bucks. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, and apparently. This is the, it's, the game will delete your save if you die too much. That's the okay. article. Hey. That's the article that, that was, is, I'm, I'm bringing, what we're bringing. Because I saw it, and I just kind of kept going by, and she's the one who kind of circled back to it. And, He's uh, doing really bad at telling this story. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, he sees this video months ago about this, the, the trailer for the game. And yeah. He's like, oh, okay, cool. I didn't know any of that. So last night he and I were talking, and it wasn't necessarily for him to talk about it on the show. It was kind of like, "Hey, are we going to buy this game?" Because like I'm kind of interested in seeing what it's all about. You right. know what I mean, in the conversation, he was like, "You know, if we have some extra time for like a little video game talk, I'll bring this." It wasn't necessarily like show news. You know right. What I mean? um, basically, it runs on the permadeath system. So what happens is the lead character every time she dies, there is a a black. Um, Hey, would you like me to read the sure. actual article? Sure. <laughs> uh, what's the permadeath system, you may ask? In simple terms, <laughs> if your character dies in the game, it is dead permanently. However, with the Hellblade game, things aren't exactly that simple. According to reports, if your character, Senua, dies too many times during her journey, the game will delete your progress and you'll be sent back to the start. Wow. Right. However, you don't know how many times it takes to die to right. be sent back to the start. So what happens is because she is slowly slipping into madness in the game, there's like a black, um, like a disease kind of that'll, she dies once, it's like on her arm. Mm -hmm. You die twice, kind of up to her shoulder. Okay. You die too many times, it's going to take over, and then you have to be sent all the way to the very, very beginning. Okay. Um, We don't know like how how difficult it is. That would be kind of stupid if it was like really, really difficult, and you die five times, and then you keep getting sent back. It would be frustrating. Yeah. If it's not that difficult, it may not be as frustrating as 
if it was more of a difficult game. Right. Um, apparently, psychologists were talked to in develops for this game mm-hmm. um, to kind of see like what makes people slip into like a mental illness madness state. Mm-hmm. You know, so they're trying to. Um, when we watched the trailer or one of the trailers for it, there's a part where she's walking down like a corridor, or, like a hallway. It looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's lots of like hands and arms like grabbing from okay. the walls, you know, like that image that we've seen thousands and thousands of times. But I, apparently, people are very, very scared of that, you know. So it kind of looks like it plays on like fear a little bit, mm-hmm. and then like your mental capacity a little bit. And I'm like, well, it's only thirty bucks. It, it does look really, really pretty. Um, mm-hmm. There's lots of like demon esque, um, kind of like nightmarish looking bad guys that are in it. Okay. Um. So I mean I'm I'm kind of hoping that in the next couple of days Sean will hear some reviews for it and then want to get it because I kind of want to watch it. <laughs> I want to go watch him go into madness. <laughs> right. You know I'm kind of interested in the permadeath thing. I've never played a game that if you died you had to go all the way back to the beginning because I rage quit. So that doesn't sound like a good thing for me personally to play. Yes. Because I'll fuck around and break something. You know could you imagine getting to like the last big bad boss of a game? You spent like 10 hours trying to get there. You die, and you got to go all the way back to the beginning. I'd break I, things. I mean, <laughs> like, like, I know I've expressed my hatred for all things Dark Souls. Yeah. Because of that constant dying over and over and over again. Now, granted, you go back to a save point, but you still have to kind of collect your shit. I, I have a problem with that. Um, I will say, as while you guys were chatting, I was doing some quick Googling. Mm. And according to this, there's the top three reviewers, IGN.com, PC Gamer, and Metacritic. Okay. IGN gives it 9 out of 10. PC Gamer gives it a 78%. And Metacritic gives it an 83%. Now, Metacritic is the one, it's kind of like the Rotten Tomatoes for video games, where it takes actual reviews and player reviews and meshes them together to kind of give an overall kind of review by saying, hey, like 83 out of 100%, 83% of the reviews are positive. So, okay. Uh, it, it's it's tempting. Like, it really is. Um, especially, like she said, that they not only did they talk to psychologists, and, you know, they actually talk to people who have actually had mental breaks to kind of see what they saw or what they felt to try to incorporate this into the game where it sounds like it's going to be kind of like, hey, welcome to your nightmare kind of thing. <laughs> like, And at 30 bucks, I'm like, you know what? I, I'm tempted. I'm really, really tempted. I mean, I might just kind of. What's your fear? Heights. Okay. You know, that's that's always my. I mean, it's not going to be like, hey, the game, the whole game's going to be playing while you're up high in the air. It's definitely from the trailers. It's got this real creepy because I think she's being told it's you know she's because she's from the Norse area. It's Mm. Ragnarok. So it's the end of times. Okay. So she's now experiencing the end of time, and I, I'm assuming it's called Senua's sacrifice. Because at some point she's going to make a decision, you know, <laughs> <laughs> or her sacrifice is watching her friends and family die while she slowly sinks into madness. I don't know. Okay. I don't know, Ed. <laughs> um, let's see. I do have, like I said, a quick. Uh, let's see. I don't want to play four. I don't want that one. Um. Uh, let's see. The guy spent six hours playing through it, so I mean that's good. You know, at least six hours worth of play. <laughs> because that's the problem. With, I knew what I was going to say. Mid-sized games to me are kind of like the Uncharted game. 
where you have a linear like I finished Uncharted three like in five days. Okay, that to me, I'm like I I rented it from Blockbuster. That's how long ago it was. Wow. <laughs> you know? So, I, and I had a lot of time to spare, but I still felt like five days to finish a complete game. Yeah, it's not a lot of time. No, you know. Especially when you're dedicating, because I was jobless, and I was like, hey, I mean, you know, clocking in and clocking out. I mean, it just felt like... Yeah, well, I mean, that's, that's my question. It's like, how many hours of a day would you I, play the game? Not a lot, though. Honestly, it felt like maybe like 20, 25 hours. Like, I don't know. I mean, it's definitely not straight through, but it just over the course of five days. Right. Um, it just felt really quick, and at the end, I was like, wow, I'm, I would have been pissed if I paid 60 bucks for this. Like. Right. To be done it so quickly, and now people are like, "Well, you can always go back and play it again." And I was like, "I'm a very rarely is a game that interesting enough for me to go. I'll play it again. I'll have two. Like, yeah, you know, I mean, uh, I've done that. I've I've gone back, but it's it's very rare that I do that because you're right. Like once you play and you beat it, you kind of go, "What's the point?" Right. But like they're like God of War, like the first one. I love that game so much. I went and played it again. I was like so phenomenal to me. That was like the the like in a long time I haven't felt that way in a game, and I'm like. This is great. Like this is, I just loved it. Like just killing right. everything. It was just like so awesome. And you're like, you know, how can you not play it again? But I mean, that's just my opinion. But no, no, no. I'm, I'm scanning here. It looks like, um, it's uh, she's a Celtic warrior who embarks on a mission to her homeland of the northern Northmen in order to penetrate the depths of their version of hell, the mythological Norse land of the dead called Helm. It's bound by threads of historical fiction. Historical nonfiction, mythology, and metaphor all admirably weave together to create a unique backdrop that it's ripe for exploring the darker tones and themes that Hellblade, ta- Hellblade tackles. Hmm. Um, let's see. Let's see. You're prompted to play with headphones in order to capitalize on the bi- biarial audio design with simulated three dimensional sound. Oh, I might have to now. Excuse me, listen to my headphones. Um, <laughs> and it's used to great effect as the voices that plague Senua are in a constant chatter dancing around her head in creepy ways that feels as if you're never alone. Hmm. So I'm like, all right. Uh, let's see. It says visually, Hellblade is a gorgeous game to take in. Uh, of course, they talk about this guy's playing on the PS4 Pro, so okay. which is you know probably upscaled to 4K. Right. Uh, let's see. Uh, La, 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 la. There's no HUD in Hellblade, uh, yet a chorus of voices shout panicked advice at Senua in the heat of battle. Behind you, one of them screams seconds before an enemy stabs her in the back. There's no combat tutorial either. Your first moments of do-or-die battle begin without warning. Oh, see, I don't know. There's no, <laughs> there's no objective markers or mini-map, which are the only occasionally frustrating when backtracking to look for the collectible lore stones scattered throughout the world. Uh, Hellblade's games that you're not supposed to trust because what you see or hear or feel is rarely truthful. And because of that, there are moments of terrifying tension that gave this guy an amount of anxiety and panic that's borderline uncomfortable. And he gives an example, which I'm not going to do. To me, it sounds like, though, like a game that, like, you you have, you just get dropped in the middle of this game and you just got to figure out, like, kind of, like, feel around the whole thing and kind of figure it out. And it's just like, and if you don't know what you're doing, you're going to die like very rapidly until you master each, like a movement or right. a, a weapon or whatever you have that that's in your, in your uh, uh, inventory, say, 
you know, or even on, or just on you. And then that's the, the uh, and you're probably going to spend like a good two hours just to <laughs> just standing there. Maybe you're like, you're standing in the middle of the field, just swinging your axe. Going, right. All right. This is what I do. This and here's how I do that. Right. <laughs> you're probably right. Yeah. And then, and then me you and know, I but I mean, like it maybe like a game you're like yourself, like you could be intuitive to it where you could pick it up and just start like swinging away and moving around. You go, Hey, you know what? I, I, I can get this cause it's, most controls the same way, so I, I've got the feel for it. Possibly. And then you, you know, you can just, you know, pretty much take care of business with it. But who knows? I was saying you have to try it to find out. Yeah, I mean, it's it's thirty bucks on uh, PlayStation. Uh, got the verdict here it says it's a masterclass of atmosphere, storytelling, and the marriage of mechanical and conceptual design. While there are moments that feel short shoehorned in to remind us that we're playing a video game. The care and attention Ninja Theory has clearly poured into Senua and her story has created something amazing. This is a game everyone should play, and I'm thankful for the opportunity to have lived inside the mind of Senua, however briefly. So, okay. I, you know, I might have to take the leap. Like, this person gave it a 9 out of 10. Nice. All right. All right, there you go. So, uh, that's. Do you got anything there you want to add, sweetheart, about, about it? Mm-mm. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. And now you got to fuck with his head now if he's playing with it? Yeah. Well, I don't know, because if he has to wear his headphones, obviously I'm not going to hear whatever's happening. What? Shh, my turn. Which is going to take away from me watching a little bit. Yeah. Um, I am about to go on a little vacation, and when I get back, I'm going to stop working. So I may be able to, like, dibble-dabble. To me, a ten, I mean, I think I beat, like, Arkham Asylum in, like, max 10, 11 hours. You know what I mean? Really? Like, yeah, I felt like, like, three days I played it. And okay. I was like, oh, I'm done already? And that's not including running around and trying to find, like, all the Riddler trophies. Okay. You know what I mean? Um, that's just, like, gameplay getting through it. Right. Um, because it was I, – I, I mean, I guess can you call Arkham Asylum open world? Oh, it's, it's open uh, island. Yeah, not the first one, I would say, now, because you're still kind of gener- – you still have uh, – um, It's half and half, I consider, because right. you can – You can, like, walk you, around you, the You can walk, island. walk, walk around. But the thing is, is that there is points where if you don't get to a certain point yet right. because you haven't – Right. Done the linear progression of it, right. you can't access that area yet. Right. right. So, yeah, I guess, you know. So it's like semi. Right. I guess it's open island, not open world. Um, but I beat that really fast. And I wasn't too disappointed in it because I was like, okay, yeah, I paid like the full price for this, but it was Batman. I had a real good time. I still got to run around and get all these little trophy things, right? Right. With that, I didn't know that there were like little collectible objects in it. So it has to be some kind of open ish if you can run around and collect objects. I'm 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 kind of curious though because they they suggest the the earphones. I was wondering if they're putting like, you know, like certain things they have horror movies. They they do a uh, uh, they send a uh, a wavelength. Oh yeah, through, through to give you a kind of a fear like the back right, of your right, neck, like right. a chill to make the experience more uh, right. hair raising. I, I to me what it sounded like was more like you have the headphones on. I'm gonna I'm definitely gonna try it because now I'm I'm reading like comments and a lot of people are like first person said that it wasn't. A short game at all it was quite long yeah but i think it's gonna be like and you're talking and you're gonna have like okay how deadpool has multiple voices yeah it'd be like someone will probably be talking to you from the right from the left behind you like it, yeah it feels like you're gonna be like encased in yeah i mean you'll probably hear like something drop in so your, yeah 360 right, degree yeah, yeah sound you know, like it's, yeah it's gonna feel immersive with the sound however because i want to watch you play it <laughs> right you might not be using those headphones as much as you think you like will. This person said, I found the game to be quite long, probably in the nature of the game, and was glad it wasn't longer. Though I did think it was good, 
Well, the last comment is probably a spoiler, so about the character generation itself. <laughs> yeah. You can see it coming next week with your hair all like frizzed out. You're just like jumpy, and then you you just you go, "Whoa, what's that?" Right. Like, this person just finished the game. Now this person just finished the game, but if it came out earlier this week, how much time did he put into it? Yeah. He's like, and this game, and this game, and wow! After an unsure start, I'm so glad I kept playing. A truly harrowing emotional story. With an absolutely epic sense of immersion and wonder. All right. You know, so oh, it looks like we're 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 buying a digital copy, sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Well, let's see. We take a break. Come back, and I will do my part of the wackiness that I call the news. That's right. All, All right. right. We'll, be right we'll be right back, folks. And we're back. Welcome back, everybody. All right. So there you have it, folks. Um, yeah. As you can see, Stacy has psychic abilities. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't I got nothing else to add. No. I, I do have something to add at the end of part two because Ooh. it has to do about a news article that I brought to the show that between the end of the show and when you hear it, saw it and added an article to something that I talked about. All right. Wow, is that cryptic enough for you? Jesus, Sean, get your head out of your ass. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry, folks. I, everyone's like, boy, he's, he's slipping. <laughs> <laughs> All right, anyway, thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, like I said before, go to our Facebook page, Geeksters, and give us a like. Follow us on Twitter, at Geeksters. And if you want to catch the show live, you can on Sunday nights starting around 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on AquanetRadio.com, iTunes Radio, and TuneIn. Just search Aquanetradio on those apps. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think we only have like three more weeks for Game of Thrones to be over, so there's no excuse for you not listening at 9 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, but in the meantime, if you want to contact Ed on anything you've seen or heard, you can contact him at ed at wordswithgeeks.com. Or you can contact Sean at sean at wordswithgeeks.com. That's S-H-A-W-N. We'll see you in part two. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. I'm scared. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo.